0: The following program was pre-recorded and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. We all need no control.
1: Get ready to take notes because school is now in session. Tackling the biggest issues in education, this is Education America. Save the classroom, save the country. Here are your hosts, Headmaster Rebecca Hagstrom and co-host Abigail Johnson. Hey!
2: Welcome to Education America, where we are working to save the classroom so that we can save the country. Join the conversation. K-12 education is the playing field where the battle is on for the future of our country. And as the 16th President Abraham Lincoln succinctly stated, the philosophy of the schoolroom in one generation will be the philosophy of government in the next So, Abigail, I think you are going to uh, introduce our speaker here today or our guest here today in studio. And by the way, thank you for being with me again. I just love having you as my co-host. I feel like we really do have a little too much fun. So today we
3: have, we want to welcome back to the show, um, first time for me, but uh, second time to the show is Christine. Christine formed the Minnesota Parents Alliance to educate and empower Minnesota parents to effectively engage in their school community, as strong advocates for academic achievement, equality, and their parental rights. And Christine, can you tell our whole audience what is your full name? Because I don't even want to My attempt. My full name, the last name
1: is Christine <laughs> Troyan. Like Troyan. I'm Troyan hard to get schools right in. Minnesota. Oh, that is so that.
2: great! I can love tell it. you've practiced that a few times.
1: <laughs> Lots of owls. Yep. Thank you, Scandinavian husband. <laughs> oh,
2: I love it.
3: Yes. that is so, so fun. Thank
1: you so much for having me. I am excited to be back. Yeah. So, Christine
3: is continuing the trend where we only invite guests that have something in common with how either we're raising our kids. So one of our other guests, she had, you know, four kids and Rebecca and I each have that same Mm -hmm. multiple of kids. So uh, Christine and I discovered that we both have twins and have our moms of twins. So that was a fun. And we also
2: discovered that one of her children's (laughs) names, Scandinavian, is Nils, Uh which is one of my son's names, Nils. So it is kind of fun to have these little when you said, thank you, Scandinavian husband. My last name is Hagstrom. (laughs) It's not as difficult to pronounce as Trojan.
1: So many vowels. (laughs) We talk a lot about vowels right right now with our young children. And I'm like, you have a lot of practice just writing your own last name.
2: I love how you taught your son. It's nils like chills. Yep. And I never thought to give my son a little mnemonic like that. He just would it's say, so it's nils. <laughs> 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 oh, that's funny. Well, we are so happy to have you back in, you. Christine. And I know a lot has changed. We were discussing that it was last April that you were on. At that time, Minnesota Parent Alliance was really just getting started. In fact, I don't even think you had a website at that time. Not We did not. And so first of all, why don't you start by giving us a little update of what has been transpiring since last April?
1: The parent movement is alive and well in Minnesota. Um, Mm -hmm. You kind of don't know until you really get something like this started what kind of traction you're going to get, and Mm -hmm. uh, we've just been blown away by the response that we're getting from parents across the state. Excellent. Um, So to kind of rewind back to April, at the time when we were just barely launching a website, um, Mm -hmm. we do have a website, and it is (laughs) it is robust and it's up and running. It's MinnesotaParents.org, and uh, you can find out a lot more about our organization just by going to the website. But Mm Essentially, um, we really focused a lot the last several months on educating parents on what's going on in their schools and what they can do about it. And one of those things is you can run for your local school board. Mm -hmm. Um, So we've been really focusing a lot of our time on supporting parents who are interested in doing just that since uh, we've spoken last in April. We hosted a full day of training in May for about oh. 75 to 80 candidates. Oh my goodness, Christine, that's amazing. We did another one in July. We did right another one in July with an equal number of success. So, we're wow. Really, really proud of the work that we've been doing around just helping these parents who are you know typically the parent that wants to run for school board that we think is just the best candidate Mm -hmm. has a full-time job and young kids Mm -hmm. and and they have no aspirations beyond running for their local school board they don't want to necessarily focus all their time on campaigning and all Mm -hmm. the things that really now have become essential um, in communities to really get your Mm -hmm. name and your message out there well and especially because the
2: unions which one of my biggest complaints is that the unions are somehow allowed to spend money on local school board elections and they put their slate of of i almost said characters together i might might <laughs> that might be an accurate word, but <laughs> they put their slate of candidates together and then they back yeah. them and they, they It's ab-
1: interesting because that is true and that's been going on for many many years yeah. um and I think that you know some of the obviously you know I think when you're effective <laughs> mm-hmm. there is uh you know some some noise that comes with that and some of the noise that we hear um, from our opposition on this project is that you're running slates of candidates and you know you oh. don't agree with having these you know people aligned with the same views that are running. Um, for these My positions. gosh, talk about and calling I think the And what you don't realize, and what the average parent doesn't realize, the average voter, I'll say, just is how organized you know, this has been for many, many years again, and it really is coming out of that piece of, you know, we call it big education, where it's, you know, Mm -hmm. it's teachers unions, and it's all of the other uh, sort of special interests that Mm -hmm. are have really inserted themselves into our education. When you say
2: big education, you mean as as to be compared with big tech, big pharma? Yeah, and I think everyone sort of understands Mm -hmm. those terms. And and there really Mm -hmm. is
1: this sort of multi billion dollar ecosystem of special interests around education. Mm -hmm. Um, And they have very, uh, you know, I'm not not going to say sneakily, because I think it's just really been out in the open. However, we're all busy, you know, with our own lives and Mm -hmm. jobs and kids, and nobody's really paying attention to those local level elections. Mm -hmm. And we have really now seen, I think, um, just generally people waking up to the fact that what's happening at your local level impacts your families the most. So I think we're going to see a lot of attention at the bottom of the ballot this year. That is great. um, Which is great. Mm -hmm. It is great. So Mm -hmm. all that to say, yes, I think that we've really um, seen an enormous amount of um, success just in terms of our ability to help these parents understand how do you even run for school board really mm-hmm. our trainings focus on just how do you effectively campaign how do you get your message out there how do you mm-hmm. get people to care about what you care about mm-hmm. um so i think that you know our trainings have been really successful we have ongoing zoom calls because we are a statewide organization which is mm. um, has its own challenges and a lot mm-hmm. of it is just geographic and you know logistical challenges of how sure. can you get everybody in the same room so we've been fortunate to just be able to use technology to unify you know everybody that we're supporting and so we have regular zoom calls where we have everybody who's running statewide jump on and they can ask their questions. Excellent. They can share their successes. Um, mm-hmm. So you know, we call it the cohort call and, and mm-hmm. really getting all like of those it. people just talking to each other mm-hmm. I think has been an enormous win and mm-hmm. that is now going to be, we hope we'll see a lot of wins in November, that is now a built-in network of what hopefully will be new school board members that can mm-hmm. also have their, their own sort of organization of colleagues that they can yes. crowdsource questions to. Which
2: honestly is so important because circling back to the fact that most school districts have a slate of, of candidates, I keep saying characters, mm-hmm. um, that are supported by the unions, sometimes what happens in this situation, especially because they've got so much more money usually than a typical you know candidate running for school board, is that maybe one of the conservative candidates would get in. And, and when I say conservative, I say that loosely. People who care about what is happening inside the classroom mm-hmm. itself mm-hmm. Um, and one wanting parents to be able to have a little bit more of a say, which never used to be a conservative issue. That used to be just a general American issue. Um, but that being said, sometimes they're alone. They Like one of the mm-hmm. three might win. But I know this has happened in a school district on the east side of the Twin Cities, and I won't name it, but... There, there are was, others, too. There yep. are probably it's others, not too. not unique situation. Yeah, where there is one candidate who got in who is conservative, and I, I know people who have gone to school board meetings, and they say that she mm-hmm. gets beat up constantly. Yeah. And so they need a support network, don't they? They do.
1: They do. It is an uphill battle, I think, if you are going to be that one voice on the board that's going to even just ask some questions and mm-hmm. ask for some more transparency and accountability. How are we making these decisions? What information are we relying on? Mm-hmm. Um, we definitely see across, um, the state that there are, you know, individuals like that that are currently serving. And so beyond our cohort of candidates that are running, we have formed a group of current school board members who are aligned with our mission that also are kind oh. of their own group, Um, and they're fantastic because they are great at being able to mentor and sort of provide that perspective to candidates that are running to say, this is what you're about to enter into. We are currently serving on the board, and this is, you know, sort of the landscape that you're about to enter into. So that's been a real asset to um, both our candidates and also to the current school board members themselves, Mm -hmm. because part of the whole reason our our organization came into being is we realized that that cross-district communication, whether you're talking about parent-to-parent, just learning about what's going on in other districts across the state, or school board member to school board member, um, can be just a game changer. Mm-hmm. I think we can get really um, insular in our communications with yes. just people in our own local area, and I think when you expand that out and start looking at a bigger picture of what's happening, it can really be mm-hmm. an eye-opener mm-hmm. for parents, so that's been helpful.
2: Well, it gives, you know, truth be told, there's power in numbers. There just mm-hmm. is. it' just contagious. It is, and is. so if they, if you can break those barriers of of the school districts, which, again, it's because there hasn't been the organization yes. um, like what has been through the unions. They provide an organizational structure that supports their candidates, yes. whereas we didn't have that on – um, the side of maybe parents, yes, and we what felt parents that there was never wanted. really a counterbalance to yes. that, and we see yes. all this
1: enormous amount of effort and organization going on, kind of you know on the other side of things, and so um, this is probably a great time to say that we created a voter guide, which uh-huh. you've never wow. seen that for parents yeah, before. Um, right. You know, I think often um, you know unions and, and other organizations will have you know their preferred candidates, and they will send out direct mailers in your mailbox to, um, you know, identify who those candidates are for voters, mm-hmm. and I. Can't tell you how many times voters show up at the polls with their little postcard that they got from their local um you know teacher union yep. and th- those are those are the people they vote for. Yeah. Um and so I think that for us, we just knew that it was going to be really important to provide again that counterbalance of like, you know, if you're not for that and you're really for our mission, which is focusing on, you know, our schools need to be prioritizing academic achievement, equality, and parental rights. If that's where you're at as a voter, these are the candidates that are running mm-hmm. on, on those issues. Mm-hmm. Um and so we've created the statewide voter guide. It is in digital format, which is great because we continue to add to it literally every day, which is so exciting. Yeah. Right now, we have over a hundred candidates listed statewide, wow. um, and you can go to our website minnesotaparents.org, click on the voter guide, um, enter in your school district, and it will show you the parent movement candidates that are running in your district. And you'll see their picture, you'll see um, you know where you can learn more about them if they have a Facebook page or a website, um, and you'll also see a candidate statement, and it's just a hundred word statement of what really um, has provoked them to run. And I think those statements are really insightful. And I think what you will see kind of resonate through pretty much every single one is I'm just a parent, but I... I kind of saw things and heard things going on in my schools and I knew I couldn't not do anything. Mm, and so mm-hmm. you're just seeing sort of this cur- courage that, that you mentioned mm-hmm, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, these people are coming forward and saying, you know what, I, this is something that I can do. Um, and it's it's been really uh, inspiring, I think, to other parents. And so yes. that has really started this snowball effect of, you know what, I'm not alone because I'm looking at 100 people yeah. across the state that share my values and, and my mm-hmm. views on where our schools are and where they need to be. Um, and so I think that that, that is going to be a huge asset to voters. Um, mm-hmm. you know, early voting has begun, so yeah. people can use <laughs> that right now and they can yes. use it all the way up till November 8th. So we'll be continuing to add people on a rolling basis that, um, align with our, our values. And I think that it'll be really exciting to be able to share that with people. Yeah. Wow. Do you have
3: any stories to share from your candidates, people that you are equipping to do this really hard work? Um, because all I can think about is how lonely it can feel. Um, mm-hmm. when you, you're looking around and, and you know something isn't right. Okay, wait a minute. And again, most of these people, they have jobs, they've mm-hmm. got dishes to do, they've got lawns to mow, and oh my gosh, Halloween is coming and now mm-hmm. I need to get costumes. Not to mention all
2: the sports after <sighs> school or whatever. So, yeah. And
3: if you don't do sports, you got to run them around outside so that they burn <laughs> off their, that energy. But I just, I love hearing that you are enabling these people to stand up, but I'd love to know what are they telling you once you give them that equipment they're running? Maybe they've already won their board. I just would imagine that that inspires people, even if they're not running, to actually stand up and say, you know, this bothers me too, mm-hmm. um, but I was afraid to say something because no one else is saying mm-hmm. anything. Mm-hmm. This is not appropriate. Whatever it is, yeah. you know, yep. do you have I would just imagine that that yes. it
1: kind of creates this ripple effect. Absolutely. Of, you know, mm-hmm. certainly there is trepidation to, to put yourself out there in the public, mm-hmm. you know, sphere and and run as a candidate. Mm-hmm. You're going to be participating in forums. You're going to be door knocking. You're going to be out in your community, really um, being very vulnerable mm-hmm. about what your positions are and, and even just having your family and your kids and that sort of exposure. Mm -hmm. We know, and we see this all the time, that there is a very uh, sort of nasty, noisy corner of our community that um, can really be in attack mode as soon Mm -hmm. as you out yourself as somebody who is aligned with sort of these priorities. Mm -hmm. Um, But the good news is that without exception, every single candidate that we're working with will say something to the effect of, as soon as I filed, I had people thanking me. Oh, wow. And it's like, I couldn't do it because I'm worried about maybe my job or mm-hmm. I'm worried about my kids, you know, being retaliated against and I didn't feel comfortable running. Thank you so much for doing it. Someone had to do it. Mm. And mm. it's validating when you knock on those doors and the, you know, <laughs> you just you don't know who's gonna be on the other right. side of the door sometime. Yep. Um and, and that person thanks you and then they contribute to your campaign. And mm. I think we're really proud to say I think there's again a lot of noise about our organization and what we're doing and our mission and that we're somehow, you know, this you know nefarious organization mm-hmm. that's backed oh, by outside word. interests or whatever. And I'm very proud to report that we do not contribute a dime to these candidates' campaigns. They Mm -hmm. are all out there in their local communities raising money from their voters, Mm -hmm. Um, and so we are not helping them in that way. Unlike
2: the unions, again, I I just got to keep hammering that point. Google salary (laughs) for Randy (laughs) Weingart. I mean, holy or how much money has been given to Democratic candidates versus Republican? Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: And and so and that's all yeah. information that, again, we're really training our candidates on how to be impeccable in running a good campaign. And that mm-hmm. part of that is campaign finance. Mm-hmm. You know, turn in your reports, do them, you know, with a very high degree of detail and watch your opponents and mm-hmm. see the money that they're taking. Yeah. Um, and so I think that right now I'm just I'm so excited to report that these candidates that are running um, that are aligned with our values and are listed in our voter guide, um, you know, are getting deep, deep donations from people in their community um, to to a scale that we've never seen before. We've just never seen uh voters contributing at max levels to school board candidates. Yeah. And we're mm-hmm. seeing it across the state. And that I think is fantastic. that really speaks volumes. It
2: does. It it really shows that people are caring about their their local school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, I think for a long time people just went into autopilot and just assumed everything was going swimmingly and they didn't need to worry about it because oh by the way, I went to public schools and I turned out fine. It can't be that bad. And they can't imagine how drastically things have change but then of course we know with COVID and what have you our eyes you know have been opened and so it's exciting to hear that. Well you are listening to Education America on EM twelve eighty the Patriot and we have on today Christine Troyan Troyan. Bingo <laughs> uh, that Scandinavian name who you may remember as a past guest. Um she formed the Minnesota Parents Alliance which is helping to educate and empower Minnesota parents as well as provide a web sorry, a wealth of information and resources to parents to enable them to be able to be strong advocates um, for our students, and we're hearing a lot about that right now. One last thing before we turn our attention to how people can get involved, you mentioned that you had a rally at the Capitol in August. Tell okay. us a little bit about that. It
1: mm-hmm. was so fun. Um, you know, you plan these things again, and you really don't know what kind of turnout you're going to get. You throw it out there. And we had it, um, I believe it was a Thursday. So mm-hmm. during a workday in summer in August, it was a Thursday at about ten thirty, We had a phenomenal turnout. Um, It was so exciting to just see all of these parents. And by that point, um, because so many people had already, you know, participated in our trainings and we had these candidates that we encouraged to just get out in your community, run Mm -hmm. all summer long, go to all the community events. And Mm -hmm. you don't need to wait until our filing period here in Minnesota doesn't start until August. Mm -hmm. Um, So anyway, a lot of these candidates had been running, you know, very successful campaigns at that time. And so they came with their signs and their T-shirts and their, you know, parent supporters. And it was just a really fantastic time to be able to launch our organization, have this whole wall of support behind us um, and just be able to give some some comments to the media about who our organization is what we're mm-hmm. about and to be able to say that parents are, are running in big numbers mm-hmm. this year and like look at the turnout mm-hmm. so that was fantastic it was a great way to sort of um, spark some interest about our organization we've gotten a lot of great feedback since then and many people following our social media and, and going to our website um, so that was great and actually we are kicking around the idea of doing another one okay. in October so okay. stay tuned for that
2: mm-hmm. how did the media treat it
1: you know, I think that um, I'm green at this, and and I think most people that are running in you know school board races and whatever, we don't we're not polished professionals mm-hmm. at right. all when it comes to politics and and handling media inquiry mm-hmm. and all that. But um, I would say that we were great. It, it was great that we got the media attention that we did. Um, I think that there is um, there are some media outlets that I think we didn't want to tell the story <laughs> mm-hmm. in the way that we we said it. I mean, I think that our organization is 100% focused right now on we have an academic achievement problem. Yes, And you can look at proficiency scores in any district in the state and see that loud and clear. And so uh, our comments that day for the press conference were really focused on that. And um, I, I made sure in my remarks that uh, I didn't really go down that road of divisive issues. I think mm-hmm. there's a lot going on with divisive policy and curriculum. And I mm-hmm. think, frankly, it's just a distraction from the business of educating our kids. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. think every candidate that's aligned with our mission is also sharing, you know, that with their community. But all that to say, um, my remarks were really focused on we have an academic achievement problem to solve here. And there were some media outlets that, uh, wanted to make it seem that we are a hate group. And that were anti-LGBTQ uh, yeah. issues and mm-hmm. anti-CRT. Mm-hmm. And um, that was, to me, I think, m- very misleading. And mm-hmm. so I think if you Google our organization right now, some of those articles will come up and mm-hmm. you will see uh, us being framed in that mm-hmm. way. And mm-hmm. I think that that is... Pretty much mm-hmm. a disservice to what we're yes. trying to do, yeah, and, it is and to the readers who really trend, are trying to find out what we're up to. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Oh yeah, With this we're seeing so this locally,
3: we're seeing it um, on the national level. Which is, if you even want to have a reasoned discussion and you have an opinion that it is not completely towing the line point by point, then and
0: I know, think then
3: that, then you hate. Mm-hmm. And you know, I really appreciate that you, like I said, are encouraging candidates. To, Because it is. It's so hard. It is so hard to think about giving that time, but more than anything, to be vulnerable. Yes.
1: And I think right now we are in a place where there is no nuanced thinking about anything anymore. Absolutely. And so oh what gosh. happens is if you are a candidate or a parent or a teacher that says, I want to focus on academics, I want to get divisive policy and curriculum out of the schools, Um. That is then, by default, mm-hmm. well, you're a hateful person. Yes. yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. and so I think we're just we're we're up against that challenge of people mm-hmm. just are not viewing this as, you know what whatever your personal politics are on those types of controversial issues, they don't belong in the school mm-hmm. and and that is not to say that you're a hateful person. That is just to say that that is not the business of our teachers in our right. schools. so right, right. we're we're really focusing on trying to help message around that and try mm-hmm. to open people's eyes to the mm-hmm. fact that it isn't a this or that. There's a middle ground, and the middle ground is that, the most inclusive thing that we can do for all families right now is get all that out of the way so we can focus on literacy. And give
2: them the best education, Correct. true education that is going to set them up for success in the future. Yes. Yes. The great absolutely. equalizer. So you have a uh, an event coming up on the 15th of October with Rebecca Fredericks. Friedrichs. Yes. And um, Kimberly Ellis. Ells. I don't know Kimberly Ells, but I do she... know Rebecca Fredericks. Yeah. So tell no, us about I, that.
1: I became familiar with Kimberly. She had an interview. Um, on TV one night, and I was watching and listening and thinking, this woman is saying some of the most profound things I've ever heard about the role of parents and families, just generally, hmm. in our society. And she wrote a book called *The Invincible Family*. Okay, um, and she's fantastic. And I think that um, you know a lot of her comments about empowering parents to really recognize what a critical job you have in raising your families and and staying strong and being an advocate for your children in this world mm-hmm. um, really, I think, dovetails nicely with what Rebecca's message is about parental involvement in schools. And our whole organization and why we exist and our motto is parents are the solution. Mm -hmm. None of this gets fixed unless parents get involved. And so Mm -hmm. we've decided to have this fall gathering event to really bring in Rebecca, bring in Kimberly so they can give some remarks and really educate and empower parents on that role. And -hmm. then we're going to have all of our partner organizations there, groups like FAIR, Take Charge. Um, There are a whole list of them mm. that really mm-hmm. care about education and family and are focused on that. And they these are a lot of the organizations that we um, partner up with and rely on for other resources. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really our effort to get everybody who really cares about these issues all in the same room so they can network together and, and realize that, again, there's strength in numbers. And you can look at it's not just individuals, but also organizations that are really focused on this.
2: It's great. And so um, where is this event? And then how do people sign up for it?
1: Yep. You can go to our website, minnesotaparents.org on our events tab. You will see it. It's October 15th at Providence Academy, and it's mm-hmm. from 1 to 4. Um, Rebecca and Kimberly will be giving their remarks. We're going to do a moderated discussion and question and answer, and then we're going to have a social hour, and that will be our opportunity for attendees to mix and mingle with a lot of the other organizations that will mm-hmm. be there.
2: That's great, and I bet a lot of the school board candidates will be there as yes. well, yes, that, you, that you're yep. helping. Unless
1: they're door-knocking. We gave them well, a pass. Like, we well, no, yeah. be at our no, events, unless you're going to do, do not do go to the event. <laughs>
2: go, to the yep. go to
3: the doors. Go to the doors. Go. <laughs> Those are the voters. Yep. Go to the doors and i'm saying this because i have been that door knocker have you oh i have i did not know that i have so yes our um our our you know longtime guest senator roger chamberlain oh you did i did know that i forgot i was i was on his on his team beat while he was you know brand new Mm -hmm. had never been um, doing what he is now that. very, very, <laughs> yes, now do. he's very well-seasoned now of yes. um, life at the Minnesota Capitol. It volunteers to make
1: this happen. So yep. if you're listening yes. and you're not running, find somebody you can support and go help them, Door knock, put yep. up their signs. Mm. Um, and I mean,
3: you meet some really phenomenal people, mm-hmm. um, really fun people.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. And
3: you really get to know people in your community, which I mean, that's a lot mm-hmm. of fun. Mm-hmm. We are missing that. Social media has given us so much, but it has taken away... You know, just that face-to-face personal connection of oh that person lives here and oh that Mm -hmm. person lives here and oh they're that person their dog is crazy. I mean, (laughs) maybe they're neighbors. Maybe maybe they're super sweet, but maybe they're little. You know, those dogs. You know, some of them are very high energy. So I I actually have some really fun pictures of even just random dogs that I Hmm. met at doors that I knocked. And and that's just something that I think we need
1: to get back to. Our candidates are having fun. They do mention that a lot. They like I am I am loving this because it's really giving me. This insight and connection into my community that I never had before, mm-hmm. and they're doing you know the parades and the community events and the meet and greets, and um, this is a really joyful experience for most mm-hmm. people.
2: As a quick side, how many of the candidates have have shared stories with you regarding I'm door knocking and the person on the other side thinks they're completely opposed to what I represent, but then we are able to have a conversation. First of all, are those conversations happening with candidates that um, these voters disagree with? And then secondly, are they able to convince these voters why their stances are valuable?
1: Yes, yes and yes to all that. We often will hear that. A lot of times it's just a lack of education. You'll knock on a door and people just don't know what's mm-hmm. going on in schools. And a lot of our um, you know successes at the door sometimes happen when like, these candidates bring a book, or they bring a piece oh, of curriculum yeah, that good, will just say, you "Know that this is not our elementary school," mm-hmm. um, and that starts a conversation. And a lot of times, these people have no idea that mm-hmm. that's going on, and they want to know more. Tell me more. Oh, Why okay. do you know this? And it, is there more? Like, what else should I know? <laughs> right. Um, so that is often an entry point. And then also, I feel that a lot of times, because of the noise that I'm talking about in you know the fringes of the community, you know, a lot of these candidates have been you know shouted down as being you know racist or hateful mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. But when you go to a door and you humanize yourself as right. like, I'm kind of a just sweet, well person, <laughs> parent that actually just really cares deeply about my children and yours. And this is why I'm here. I feel like that has been a real game changer for people to really just get their message out there and get out there as just a human. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of times, to your point about social media, you see all this trolling and keyboard warriors, you know, mm-hmm. just shouting and saying things that they would never say to somebody's face. Yeah. Um, when you get out of that space and you really get into that meeting people in person and being able to attend a candidate forum or a meet mm-hmm. and greet and let people see and hear who you really are, um, that means a lot. And it also, I think on your opponent's side of things, if there are people that are just going to that sort of nasty, you know, low, <laughs> low, low yes, place, yes. That, that also says a lot about who they are. So mm-hmm. we've really tried to encourage our candidates mm-hmm. to just, you know, be your authentic self because mm-hmm. um, you have a lot to like right now, I think, mm-hmm. about these parents that are running, that um, they're digging deep. And this is not what anybody wants to be doing right. necessarily. They right. don't want to be taking hours of their day, but they're yeah. doing it and they're doing it with joy. That's great.
2: Christine, we are so grateful to have you on the show today. And we hope that our listeners will go check out your website at minnesotaparents.org. And again, minnesotaparents.org. And visit their website to learn more about their October 15th big event with Rebecca Fredericks and Kimberly Ells. Thank you for all the work that you are doing here and really supporting candidates who want to represent parents at the school board level, and Abigail, of course, as always, I love having you as my co-host. It is a lot of fun. Thank you so much. Parents, if you hear anything, hear that you are not
1: alone. Yes, there are people out there. Check out our voter guide and share it far and wide. Um, They are definitely not alone, and we're really excited to keep adding.
2: All right, minnesotaparents.org, and check out savetheclassroom.com, savetheclassroom.com to listen to this podcast and other podcasts. Have a great night. See you next week.